Uh, good evening, universe. At 6.04 p.m. on... What day is it? It's the 4th of November. Oh, bubber. That means I'm four days late. Wait, three days late? Yeah, how's that work? Well, I should have started this November 1st. But... Uh, I have too much to say, I guess. And I was organizing the junk drawer and uh, <clears throat> putting things back in place where I could make sense of the systems I was both improving and realizing needed improvement. And, uh, and I, lo I love <clears throat> choice, I guess. I love the option of, what should I do? <clears throat> Dilemmas, conundrums, uncertainties, that which projection of outcome potential is inherent in the assessment process. Chance, probability. I mean, I fucking loved gambling. I really loved it. Which is one of the reasons I fear it so much. Because other than other people, my tattered self and possibly subject matter of pointed interest the one thing I willingly gave myself away and without defense was to gambling. The idea of seductive to me only makes sense if I relate it to gambling. Because gambling seduces all of me. My mind, my spirit, my emotion, it takes it all, it takes all of my energy. And I want to give it away in that circumstance. I do it without realizing how much of myself there is tapped into the experience. Which is why it was always <clears throat> the place that if you were looking for me, I would inevitably show up. So, to have given up gambling, well, it's the first true line in the sand I drew on this planet to say, I have Boundaries that, if left unset, will consume me. So I set that boundary. No gambling. But the nervous energy I feel just talking about it lets me know that that boundary is set in a... Mm, as if a membrane is simply 
reminding me of what the other side potentially represents, which is catastrophic implosion of everything I care about or have worked for. Yet. Give me 300 on the hard six. And then rolling three straight hard sixes on a parlay into $70,000. The escalation of intensity and emotional. Hmm. The symphony of vibration happening at that table. Among all those people. Including the dealers. Especially the dealers. And eventually, the crowd that develops around a table that can't stop winning. It's the most intense, greatest feeling I've ever had on this planet. And I've had it quite a few times. Of course, <clears throat> nothing feels worse than the hollow, empty shell of humanity that sits at 8.30 in the morning after three days of staying up overnight, doubling down on another 11 that turns into a 16. Despair, disappointment, self-loathing, sheer terror at the prospect of how quickly and easily on this planet, you can flip from a winner to a loser. And so I think sometimes, well, did I just manifest here for the most intense experience possible? Because chasing intensity, emotional intensity, describes my decision-making process as well as anything. How emotionally intense might the experience become? OS7. Oh, well, you've got my interest now. What are we talking about? What is theft? What is ownership? What do you mean, things? What? Stuff on the planet? Huh. Why is that emotional? Oh, oh. Why do they think like that? Well, that's weird. I would never think like that. Mine, 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 mine. Not yours. And yet, you get here, as much as I believe everything's everybody's and every experience is ours to be shared. You know, speaking of which, I'm not going to share blowing my nose right now, but I'm aware that needs to happen, so hang on. Hey! You know, I'm going to move this because when I used to record with my Galaxy S4, where I had it just now, would have been trouble. So if the first 7 minutes and 22 seconds are unlistenable, I'll chop them off. But I hate chopping stuff off because I don't even really know what I just said. But I do know I was talking about misfittedness. The emotional intensity that can overwhelm any sense of misfittedness in all spectrums of that scale's experience and how this planet is set up for winners and losers. 
instead of the collaborative escalation that comes when everybody wins. And the shocking part for me was trying to envision how you escape this quote-unquote capitalist meritocracy that we're sold as inherent in our current industrial civilized composition of 21st century goodies like worldwide instant communication and travel across continents and heat and eat and drink although that's not worldwide which is a huge problem don't think I don't know that and as a pampered American I'm well aware that my shell of complacency is a problem but I'm not here to address that today. The fact that I'm not addressing that today, I agree, is a chink in my armor. But working past my own lethargy, if, if what I've now come to understand is truly different about me, is that I just can't help but experience what you're experiencing. Sometimes from clear across the world, I'm plugged in. And I'm plugged in in a way I don't want to unplug. I came here to be plugged in. And and I've been I've been wrestling with how vibrationally disharmonic the whole world is because I can't help but experience the world as if all I hear are music and chords that are disharmonic if you just had to listen to something banging on a piano for the rest of your life would you desperately hope to lose your hearing And now that I see that that's what was always so hard is that I never knew who I was because I was always everybody else. I'm always so overwhelmed by people whose emotional intensity is higher than mine. I just can't help but pick it up. And uh, I mean, it makes me a basket case. Because sometimes I'm just all over the map for no reason. And the, the epiphany uh, that all that disconnect from within, the idea that I'm an emotional parrot and I just reverberate and echo back 
whatever the room is building with the most intensity. It's just left me. Unsettled. As if I don't have a strong enough personal definition to overcome my environment. And it's always, it's felt weak. If I'm if I'm fair with myself, I know now that I quit the game. I didn't understand that all this emotion, all these tears, these heightened ecstasy moments of complete mesmerizing connection to the world, all of it. is something I control. I have all of the capability to change my destiny, my reality, my circumstance, my emotional, energetic connection, just based on how much I believe in my eternal self. The comfort that comes from the visits that I believe I'm having from the parts of my soul that are not here. The energetic hugs I get from the room They very much are dependent on one thing only. How much of myself am I being true to versus how much of myself am I giving away? And living as my true self has allowed my emotional stability, despite all this train wreck of tears that I'm currently experiencing. These are not tears of frustration or disappointment or sadness. They're tears of release. Because I get so emotionally congested when I experience the cacophony of uncertainty that something like 
five straight days of being around my coworkers, forces. So much angst, so much disappointment and unsureness in all of them. That if you spend a week around them, eventually, that's the emotion that dominates them. So here I am with all the visible signs of infection. And I legitimately have a sore throat. But, you know, that sore throat you wake up with. It'll go away in an hour or two. Well, I volunteered to be at work in 39 minutes. And it's fucking gross outside. It's raining and sleeting and cold. And having frostbite makes all of the conditions just named imposing but my replacement mittens showed up yesterday so fuck yeah I could very much test their efficacy in this ride to work and it ah, it's a perfect starter ride because the absolute worst condition to ride in I found is cold and wet and wet can just be stuff fucking getting up off the streets on you it doesn't have to be the weather but if you're wet and cold there's no healing there's only continuous decrease of comfort because you're only going to get colder and uh, uh, so this bike to work on rain slash snowy streets would both a test my biking ability in this condition since there's leaves everywhere, so it's going to be slippery. And this would be a good day for me to wear my helmet. I'll even agree to that, because there's a good chance I'll go down. And since I just had a bike accident three days ago, and I'm still hurting. Uh, I'm still in a lot of pain from that. So I got every reason in the world to call work and say, sorry, I'm not coming in. And in some ways, I feel like I should, because, fuck, maybe I am sick. I certainly don't want to get anybody sick. But if I don't go in, that's like 50, 60 bucks that I don't have. So I gotta knock that out of my budget. Not that it's there even, you know, it's really not. It's bonus money because I'll still have my 25 hours this week, which seems to be about all I can do before I freak the fuck out. <sighs> but that's just uh, not even what I had remotely wanted to talk about because transmutation of energy and how the one thing that as a human being we do create and all of us create is an energy that is uniquely um, <sighs> scarce I suppose but that's not really it because its source is known because it it emanates from within self-aware life. But its flow is the greatest mystery of the universe. Emotional, energetic flow. That which human beings had down pat but couldn't explain. They just were. 
emotionally connected to the universe and it flowed energetically through the entire existence of their being. Well, when other entities wanted that and fucked with it and thought they had it all scientized, well, we ended up here. And so emotions aren't weak. They're nothing but the manifestation of the experience to be human in another human's existence. It's the energy that binds us all. My emotional state, vulnerable though it can be, is so intense that I truly think I can change the universe just by vibrating at my highest emotional potential. Because much like how a hot craps table starts with three people and ends up with the entire room. If you vibrate at a high enough level with your emotions for a long enough time, you can't help but change the vibration of the room. So, being a zen of emotional basket case, this warrior, wait, I'm not warrior, I'm much more of the, huh, Cheer people from the sideline? I'm a cheerleader, let's be honest. But having now just realized that I missed my calling in high school, well, I'm not going to miss my calling in life. That just would feel like too big of a miss. I'm here to emotionally vibrate at the highest possible level. So how am I going to do that? Well, for one, I'm going to take a shower, go work at Home Depot, and throw a bunch of freight boxes around the room. Because that will get me a little bit of extra money that will help this holiday season. And if I bike all the way to work and I'm feeling really kind of under the weather, well, I'll do the right thing and I'll tell them that I don't think I should be working because I'm probably coming down with something. But given that that's only about a 10% chance, well, time I got my ass in the shower and went out in the world and... Did something with myself. Pull myself up on my bootstraps or, I don't know, some other cliche of why are you underachieving, you lazy piece of, well, those used to be the voices in my head I thought had the most to say. And now I realize they're just a peanut gallery full of nonsense that doesn't exist and was never relevant. If you love yourself, there's nothing else on the planet that ever can take that away. And it took me 50-something years to figure that out. And when I did, I realized how much I loved everybody else. There is nobody on this planet for which I can't have complete and total empathy and love for their circumstance, their experience, and whatever they've had to go through. Sometimes it's miserable being here. But we create all that misery ourselves. So, <sighs> there is no secret to life. But there sure is the road to fulfillment. And fulfillment is all about knowing who you are, believing the world wants that, and then confident enough to express that to the universe and experience all the rewards that come with it. So if there's anything 
to what I'm doing here. The point is, I love myself. And so should you. Okay. Well, having showered, I sit here still trying to figure out that I'm making the right decision going to work because my shoulder's more hurt than I thought it was. And hello, universe. Um, you know, I didn't used to ride with bike lights. Not because I didn't want to, but because, frankly, I lose them, they're inconvenient, they're expensive, yada yada. But the bike dilemma about my position in the community, I have to come correct here. But I don't have time, because I think I'm going to go to work. Yeah, i got to go to work. So, this will be an intentional five-hour pause. After I get back, I'm sure I'll have nothing but insight into inanity to share. So, look forward to that. And... <laughs> plot twist uh yeah it it's not nighttime it's actually morning of friday november 4th so i'm not dilemma determining should i go to work or not because i'm about to be late it's about to be 7 p.m no it's 6 49 in the morning but because this is i think the second darkest day of the year for a morning because tomorrow will be the darkest when we flip over to daylight savings or off of it or however the fuck that works point is I just gained 12 hours of life now I only gained these 12 hours of life at this point before leaving the house because I thought I was getting so close to actually being late to a shift I had picked up that if it was officially scheduled. I didn't want to lose credit for being late. So I was calling the manager to let them know I was on my way in when I saw that the phone in fact said AM. At which point I thought I must be looking at my alarm, but nope. It's morning. Good morning, everybody. Ah, This is the second time I've done this in a month. But the last time I did it on the flip-flop, showed up at work at 8.30 at night, thinking I was an hour and a half late to a 7 o'clock shift, when in fact I didn't need to be there for another 10 and a half hours. This is weird. I really thought, given the level of restedness I had in my experienced waking up state that I must have slept through the day. Hmm. Well, this means really that I only got four or five hours of sleep. And yet I still feel pretty goddamn rested. So, A, was that my mental energy convincing me of an alternate reality that in fact doesn't exist, that I'd gotten more sleep than I thought, that therefore I must have recuperated more than I have, and these overt signs of infection were the result of my illness vacating the premises, not a lack of sleep and an intensifying of circumstance to which I might feel worse later. And all it took 
to flip-flop that was for an imagined P to be realized as the true A that it is. And everything about my current circumstance flip-flopped because the evidence pointed to a reality other than the one I was convinced I was experiencing. Hello, universe. Mentor of my mental states that you are. I don't know if I was the only kid who, when they first experienced Salvador Dali, thought, well, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, melting clocks? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you dripped him off of nature. Oh, that's so symbolic. Whoa. Next. Hmm. I guess one of the best things about age, the experience, linear timeline progression that comes with multiple years of observation on this planet, is how significantly your resonance with things like art or music or other people or just name it your engagement with the universe the texture of it that which brings meaning to your purpose here well, that shit flip-flops all the time to me that's part of the best experience of being here is how wonderfully intense an experience can be that it flip-flops your reality. I mean, think about what has to be in play for you to go, whoa, I was totally thinking something else, and now look at what's going on. I get it. Boom. Well, if that's not worth Dragging yourself out of bed at whatever clock face time of day it is. Well, 12 hours. Well, let's say 11. <laughs> then I'll be early to work. Well, let's say 9. So I show up at that 5 o'clock hour that I was supposed to. Here I have 9 hours of time that I thought had already disappeared. What will I do with it? What will I do with it? Well, for one, I certainly now should feed my dog. And for two, I shouldn't in any way expect anything of myself other than to be somewhere else nine hours from now. Or frankly, maybe sitting right here talking into this blue-blinking Samsung Galaxy S4 about something that only I will find re-listenable. All of those outcomes in play. Well, again, what will I do? Who knows? Not even me. I just know that I will bring, as I have learned, 
to do. I will bring my true self, my emotional... <coughs> wow. I was really trying to suppress that cough that whole time. Because I could feel it building up. I'm so sorry that I didn't hit the pause button. But I've... Man, am I out of practice. I used to be able to maneuver around that particular disruption. So I will get back to that state. But until I do... Oh my lord, am I recording this on my Bluetooth earbuds? Oh, I've lost all of this if that's true. Oh, that sucks. I'm such a dumbass. I probably am. So, having realized that at the end of an hour's worth of recording, ha! Ha! Well, I guess what we know the next nine hours will be like, right? Stubbing my toe after bloodying my lip, after bruising my eye, after thinking. Wow, did I cut my own hair?